you this morning for your word. I know that the entrance into your word gives light to speak to us this morning and help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, happy Mother's Day. And uh, this morning I want to speak on the power and the place of the woman as the mother. And uh, I'm going to start with uh, what we all think about uh, mom at different stages of our lives. You know, as you're growing up, you have different think, uh, feelings and thoughts about uh, mom. And I want to share that with you. Uh, at four years of age, in your mind, my mom can do anything when you are four years old. And when you're eight years old, he says, my mom knows a lot, a whole lot, as the eight-year-old talking. At 12 years old, you're beginning to change your mind a little bit. <laughs> my mother doesn't really know quite everything. And that goes further. At 14 years of age, is it naturally, mother doesn't know that either. And at 16, it's mother, she's hopelessly old-fashioned. Hopelessly old-fashioned. And at 18, oh boy, you've arrived. And you're thinking about mom, that old woman. She's way out of date. And when you get to 25, you're getting a little mature, and you're beginning to really think again. And you begin to say, well, she might know a little bit about it. <laughs> so you begin to give mama some credit again. And age 25, well, I mean, age 35, you're saying, well, before we decide, let's get mom's opinion about this. You're 35, you're mature now. And then when you're 45 years old, and you're thinking, I wonder what mom would have thought about this. And at 65, you're thinking, I wish I could talk this over with mom. That's just the way we think about mom. I'd like you to see the, this video uh, depicts uh, a mother's sacrifice. Please, Richard, help me. Yes. I'm sure all of us can relate to that, uh, how much our mother sacrificed for us. Uh, title of my message, The Power and the Place of the Woman. The idea of motherhood, I believe, started when God said, in the Garden of Eden, after he had made Adam, God said everything was good. And then all of a sudden, God decided, ah, it's not that quite good. Something is missing. Something, there's something missing. It is not good that the man should be alone. That was the beginning in God's mind uh, for the creation of the woman. Because the beauty of all creation will not be fully revealed 
without the creation of the woman. The father represented God. That's a big idea. But the particulars, the bringing up of things from the supernatural realm into the natural realm is represented by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one that does all of it, that brings the stuff that God has in his mind in the supernatural realm and brings it, brings all of those things into the natural realm in a very beautiful form. But now, the Holy Spirit is so meticulous in the way he does things. Now, if you read in Genesis, the first thing that you see is that there was darkness in the face of the deep, and then the Holy Spirit was brooding. Taking his time, just brooding, waiting for the command to come. To bring every idea that was in the mind of the Father into being. And when God spoke, the Holy Spirit brought everything into being. He is that person. He is the nurturer. He is the one today that is caring for the church. Children of the living God. He is... And he represents the woman. And that's the place of the woman in, in, in the life that we now live today. In my view, the greatest power that a woman has is that of influence. Influence. The man is the head of the home. But what happens in a family... How a family turns out in life, whether they become great or not, whether the children do well in life or not, regardless of what happens to that family, whether it's good or bad, bad depends on what the woman does in the home. It's all dependent on the mother. How the mother carries herself. She has been given by God such great influence. The man is the head, but God didn't bring the woman alongside to be under the man, but to walk alongside with the man. But the particulars, the details, the beauty of what's going to come out of that home has to come through the woman walking side by side with the man and bringing the idea, the details, and bringing things into being. And she does this through the inf our influence in the home. The woman has the greatest of all powers. The, the power of the influence of a woman is unmatched. A woman can destroy her home through her influence or can build it up. If it goes down, if it's going down as a wife, think about what you're doing. The man may be crazy. <laughs> he may be doing his own thing, don't care. How you handle yourself would determine what happens to your family, your influence in this society, your power in, even in the church, everything that happens in that home for good depends on the woman. Her power is so great. Her power of influence. Yes, the man is the head of the home. But now think. When God created Adam, Eve was not around. Do you remember? 
God gave the commandment to Adam, you know, you can eat of all the trees of the garden, but of this particular tree of the garden, I don't want you to eat of it. Now, Eve was created later, and God created him delicately. Took his time to put the woman together. Now, when God, when God created Eve, I believe it was Adam that instructed Eve as to what was going on in the garden. And I'm sure he told her about that tree. You, we don't touch that. This is what God said. And all of that. She got all of it. But then one day she was walking close by the tree. And, and, and the devil was around and said, hey, mama. And she listened. And, and, and she listened. You know the story. And she was persuaded. And she took off the fruit, and she ate. It's, it's strange. I believe nothing really was different about the woman. Nothing changed after she ate until the man ate. Think about it. If she was different, something changed, Adam would pick it up immediately. Right? And then what did you do? Why are you so different? What's going on? Nothing happened. She still see this wish. She was. That's an amazing thing. But think about it. She went to Adam and said, Hey, here. Here's the fruit. Take it. And guess what Adam did? He didn't even ask any question. He just took an it. Hey, think about this. If you already know, I mean, he, he must, there's no way he wouldn't recognize the fruit. But he, asked, he, he didn't ask a question. Not according to what we read from the scriptures. This guy was something else. Man, I will be asking a lot of questions. Smart one. <laughs> My point. Would any man eat anything that you know God has told you if you eat it, you will fall down and that's it? Would you try it? Now, the Bible doesn't say that Adam asked any question, but I believe <laughs> there was truly a power of influence here. Amen? She was able to get this man who had heard from God was still in his perfect state, right? She was able to convince him to eat something that would kill him. That's power, right? And he ate from that tree, and let's see, look at where we are today. The power of influence. The power of influence of a woman. Now, also, we've read the story of Abraham, and we know how powerful Abraham is. Now, my point is, a lot of times we can have situations where in the home, the man may not be acting right. That back. Many times you have a situation in the home where the man is not acting right, right? According to the ladies, we never do anything right. Hey, fathers, we never get it. Am I alone? 
You guys are really sharp. I mean, you guys are sharper than I am. I can never get it right. Right this way. I thought this is the way you wanted me to do it. No, that's okay. I'll do it whatever way. You know, you never get it right. And Lila is laughing so hard, I guess. <laughs> you know how perfect Abraham was? A man of God, right? I'd spoken to God, you know. I'd seen the angels and prepared and all of that. The power of influence. The woman walked up to him after he had heard from God, you are going to have a son, right? Remember? And, and, and Eve walked up to, her, said, hey, to him and said, hey, look, uh, that's my handmaiden. Okay? And I'm going to tell you now, you're going to go be with her, with her, okay? Again, this powerful man had no, he didn't ask any question. He did what the woman said. And what I've been saying is, a woman's power of influence can do a lot of good, can also do a lot of damage. (laughs) Well, he, he did what? She told him to do, right? And you know the result, right? Now, who got blamed for that? <laughs> she got mad about it because he didn't turn that right. She has a power of influence. And I think that God, in these stories, is helping us to understand how powerful the place of a woman is in the home. Remember Re- uh, Rebecca, Isaac, and Jacob? I just went three. Remember how powerful this woman? She wanted, she knew what she wanted and she was going to get it. And in all these situations, you can see how grave the consequences are when she really decides to use the power of her influence in the home, whether on the children or on the Husband, what you do as a mother, as a wife in the home, I'll repeat, will determine what's going to be happening in that home. Whether that home will succeed or will go down. If you use your power because God created you in that way, you have the power as a woman and as a mother uh, and as a wife to turn things around in your home. If you will speak right, do what is right, don't get, it's not the controlling thing, but working out for the good of your family. If you do that and help the man, he can become the man that God created him to be with the power of your influence. 
you can transform things you know you have that power is there a resident god created you that way naturally is there it's even more powerful when you have come to know christ you can decide i am going to build my home i am going to make my husband my home the greatest family around and if you stay with it and walk with your husband and walk with your children guess what happens you get it you get it god has shown us that now Again, when you read in, the, in, in Revelation chapter 12, he says, God showed a mystery. It was the woman and she was pregnant, right? If you read it, she was pregnant with a baby. He was the woman, no man present. That's again the power of the woman. She was pregnant with the child that was supposed to rule all nations. With the rod of iron. The man wasn't there, but guess who was there? The devil with the woman and was waiting for this child to be born so that he will destroy the child. But again, you can see the nurturing nature of the woman. She was doing everything to protect this child from the devil. And as soon as the child was born, according to the book of Revelation chapter 12, God took the child up. And you can read the picture, the imagery of that. But to me, he's telling me the power and the influence of a woman in the world. The beauty of the whole thing. The scripture that you read. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. And by the word of their testimony. No, he came with this story of this mystery woman. How powerful. I'm going to share this scripture with you. In uh, Proverbs 14 verse 1. A wise woman builds her house, but a foolish pulls it down with her hands. It's all up to you. Thank God we have great mothers here. Amen? We got great mothers here. But if it's not that good in your home, Change your power of influence today. Amen? Change your power of influence. It's not that bad. Things can turn around. Things can turn around. Get into God deep. Draw from the the power that God has placed in you as a woman. Turn around. This is Mother's Day, right? Many of us have done well. Turn around and begin to work. Make things right. Because when it's all over, you have a great home, you have a great husband that is respected in the community, and it's all because of you. And what they tell us, behind every successful man, man is what? And they just think he's doing well. They don't know the real secret. The real secret is the woman at home. Amen? That's your power. God gave that to you. He's always there. You can use it at all times. Draw from it. Especially when you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. When you decide to go the other direction, you are going to really tear down your own home. Lift your husband up. Amen? Amen. Lift the children up. 
be there for them. You saw the video, right? You know, it always amazes me. And I said, Father, it's really painful. When they show all these uh, uh, football players, you know, that in basketball, they go on running like crazy and they, they, they are touched down and, and they go and then they celebrate. And when they know the camera is right on them, guess what they say? Hi, mom. And they say, well, what's wrong with dad? <laughs> Have you seen that? He's always, hi, mom. Hi, mom. I said, yes, yes, well, what's wrong with me? I'm a dad. And I'm wondering, if my, is that going to happen to me? My son does something good, and then the camera is on him. Instead of saying, hi, dad, he says, hi, mom. He's not coming back home. And we're going to fight. <laughs> we're going to fight. Man, I, I thought I did my job. Huh? Why do you think, even when they have mom and dad, he's still, hi, mom. Because of the power of the influence. Sometimes it's not even felt. But it's going on. Amen? Especially young ladies. Today, you are not married yet. Realize that there is a power that God has placed inside of you. Amen? And begin to draw from that. Thank God for it. You know, when he created you, he knew the man couldn't help it. I mean, without you, he he, he will make it. (laughs) He, He won't make it without you. He know God, I mean, when God says he won't make it without, believe me. If you're a man, you think you can make it without your wife, uh, you're dumb. <laughs> you need her. God has said he, you won't make it without her. And if she chooses not to help you, you're finished. It's over. Just give up. If she's, it's going to be hard. You got to really dig. But if she's on your side, amen, guys, let's try to be, let's, hey, where's Michael? Michael, he knows to always be on his wife's good side. <laughs> he talks to me about that a good day. Because he's going to be fine for you. He says, a woman has such power, she's able to build a house, right? She can do it. Yes, the man helping, no, yeah. God himself said, the woman is able to do it. And if she doesn't, if she's foolish, with the same power, she tears it down. And then complains about it. Huh? Now, <laughs> how, how can you, if you, your wife, your mother, you know, this is my advice for you, okay? As a mother, I'm not one, but I'm drawing from scriptures, okay? If you're coming home and daddy and mommy are looking for a place to hide, you better watch. (laughs) Something is not going well. That's for the mother. It's okay if kids are scared of dad. You know what I mean? But it should never be. Mom. And if he gets, if he's gotten to the place where even dad is scared of mom, he's really bad. <laughs> Are you getting it? It's really getting bad. You really need to rethink. Because something is not good. It's not, it's not the way God wants it. 
When that happens, you have an unhealthy home. Amen? When you have an unhealthy home, you will produce unhealthy children. Your finances will be unhealthy. He just keeps going. Look at what the Bible says. When you see this, when a man begins to feel it is better to dwell in a corner of the housetop than to be with his wife, he is real problem here. That's Proverbs 25, verse 24. He should be, it's a joy to be together. Amen? Welcoming. The children perceive that. You know that? Children always watch what's going on with father and mother to see if they are together. Huh? They're always watching. And if there is real peace between them, the kids are just free to explore. They, they just they want to do everything. But when they sense that tension between mom and dad, guess what? They stay in their rooms and hoping things would get better. There is a cloud over our home. How do you expect the Holy Spirit to move in a situation like that? That's why I've always said, keep the home a happy place. And guess who is part of the home? God himself, right? If it's a happy place, the kids are happy, mom is happy, dad's happy, hopefully dad is doing everything to keep mama happy. God, who is part of the family, is also happy to be in the home. Right? There's got to be prosperity in the home. Right? I really believe that. But when there is confusion and a lot of contention in the home and a lot of fighting and trying to gain position with children, the father doing this and the mother doing that, just to gain position, you've caused confusion. And God is not the author of confusion. Things won't work out well. I'm going to close with this. Walk this out as a mother and as a wife. In Proverbs 31 verse 28, this is what every, just read the whole chapter. This should be the dream of every woman. This is where you want to get to. This is the summit. Proverbs 31. And, and when it's all over, this is what the testimony should be. Verse 28. Her children rise up and call her blessed. They may disagree with you when they are 18 and say, Mama doesn't know anything. But later, as they get older and they have their own kids, they know that was a true mom. That was a true mom. But not only the children, her husband also, he's praising her. Amen? When a husband can go out and say, yeah, I tell you what, I really can, it will be nothing. That's a good woman. I did the right thing when I got her. That means you have really, you as a woman with your power of influence, you've really laid a solid foundation that would go possibly with God in the home into the 10th generation after you're gone. Stand up with me this morning. All heads bowed and eyes closed.
as a, a, a servant of God, as a minister of the gospel, I need every head bowed. Please be reverent to the Lord. It's very important because he's here. And uh, this is very, very important. I'm going to ask you this question today. If you die this very moment, if you die right now, as I'm speaking, are you sure you will make it to heaven? Do, do you have in your heart that full assurance that you will make it to heaven? If the answer is yes, that's good. But let me rephrase this and put it in a different form of question. Let's say you are standing, you died, and you are standing at the gate of heaven. And here's Jesus, towering Jesus, standing at the gate. And he stops you and says, son or daughter. And he asks this question. Why do you think I should let you in here? Why Jesus is asking you, why do you think I should let you into heaven? Why do you think I should let you in here? What would your answer be? Because the answer you give today will determine where you will go if you die right now. If you are confused by that question from Jesus, why should I let you in here? You possibly will not make it. But at this morning, I want to help you. I want to help you. If you didn't know the answer, really from your heart to that question, this is the answer. The Bible tells us to do two things. Two things. Romans chapter 10, verse 8, verse 9, and verse 10. First thing is this. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he actually died on the cross for all of your sins? He died on the cross for all of your sins. He was buried and you know without a doubt that Jesus is back alive again. He's raised from the dead. Do you believe that with all of your heart? If you believe that with all of your heart, you've qualified and have taken the first step. That's number one. The second thing that you need to do is what Paul tells us. You must tell somebody that you believe these things and that you have accepted Christ into your life. You have to do that. Because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10 verse 32, If you confess me before men, before human beings, that I am your Lord, I will confess you before my Father in heaven. But he says, if you are ashamed of me before men, I will also be ashamed of you before my Father. Many of us believe what we believe, but we've never opened our mouths to let others know that, yes, Jesus is the Lord of my life. I have made Jesus the Lord of my life. Two things. Believe with all of your heart. Tell somebody. Tell somebody.
no way around it. If you do that, then you are a Christian. And you are on your way to heaven. Bow your heads with me this morning. If you haven't done that, I will ask you to say a prayer with me to God from your heart. But before you return back to church, to your father's house, make sure, even if it's a phone call, let somebody know, I prayed with that man. Say, yes, I've been going to church. Yeah, that's important, but that's not what we're talking about. It's not going to church. It's because you opened your mouth, and with your own mouth, you confess Jesus as your Lord. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Pray with me this morning. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. And with my mouth, I confess that you are my Lord. Jesus, I will not be ashamed of you before men i'll call somebody i will tell somebody in the office that i have made jesus my savior and my thank you father lord i pray for your people especially those that have prayed this prayer from the heart give them the courage to stand with you and not to be ashamed through the week remind them with your holy spirit in them to make that confession so that your spirit will bear witness with their spirit that they are children of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, before you go, let me bless you according to the word of God. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord. I'll say these few words to you according to the word of God. He says, speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, this is the way that you shall bless the children of God, the children of Israel. Say to them, and I'll say to you this morning, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you. We're dismissed.